Imagine making $100,000 per year being a banker. So, Morgan Stanley is hiking the starting pay for junior bankers to $100,000. Now, we're going to get into the story, but according to my knowledge, these bankers, basically investment bankers for all these different like firms and all that kind of stuff, can actually make a disgusting amount of money, right? By the way, if you like the idea of making over six figures per year, hit the like button. But here's the thing. Typically, the way that I'm aware of with how investment bankers actually make money, they have a pretty decent starting salary to begin with, although they work like crazy amount of hours. I think they work like 12 to like 16 hours a day, right? Almost every single day. But I think typically they make like a starting salary like of just like straight out the gate about I think like seventy to eighty thousand dollars. And then they can have a bonus and depending on like where they end up like working, the bonus and also how good they are, the bonus could be anywhere from like fifty to like a hundred thousand dollars plus in a single day. Right? So like imagine that like, you know, you get paid your salary, right? You're almost at that six-figure mark, right? And then at the end of the year, basically the last day of the year, you get a bonus. And so you get basically a hundred grand deposited straight into your account in one day. Imagine if that were to happen to you, just how crazy you would feel about that, how you would react to that. Because I mean, that's a crazy amount of money for someone to be making. And a lot of these like bankers are like young. I'm talking like early 20s, right? And not only that, a lot of these bankers, if they keep working in this field and then they keep like just keep on working on it and like building up their resume, building up their skill sets and all that kind of stuff, they could easily become making like seven to eight figures per year. Like that's actually very possible for these bankers if they stay on this career path. Now, again, this is not an easy job. They are being like, they are like working basically with no life. Like these bankers have basically no life at all, right? But hey, if your main goal in life is just to make a crazy amount of money and you're wanting to work for like a job, you could potentially do this. But let's get into the story. So Morgan Stanley said it will start paying six-figure base salaries to his entry-level bankers as a rush of post-pandemic deals and short staffing has spurred crushing workloads. So the Wall Street behemoth announced the $15,000 raise on Wednesday. Okay, so that means they were, well, like $85,000 starting salary. That's really good. So first-year analysts in investment banking and capital markets will now make a base salary of $100,000, and second-year analysts will now make $105,000, up from $85,000 and $90,000, respectively. And Morgan Stanley headed by CEO James Gorman, follows on the heels of competitors J.P. Morgan and Citi, both of which announced in recent weeks that first-year investment bankers would haul in $100,000. Now, people close to Morgan Stanley say the pay hike is a nod to the fierce battle for bankers that has ramped up as deal-making surges in July is typically when Morgan Stanley reevaluates and announces any changes in pay, and the new salaries will go into effect on August 1st. So Goldman Sachs is now the only top-tier firm that has yet to announce a pay hike for junior staff, and despite over the matter is rolling senior executives internally. 
People close to the bank know Goldman is keeping an eye on the competition and will announce any salary changes at the beginning of August. Now, I believe Goldman Sachs, a lot of the people up there that are working for Goldman Sachs are making like seven figures easily in that company. So in March, a leaked slideshow presentation compiled by 13 junior Goldman Sachs analysts detailed complaints about 100-hour work weeks. Some griped of shifts as long as 20 hours that left them little time to eat, sleep, or shower, claiming that the grind damaging their physical and mental health. Elsewhere, Citibank CEO Jane Fraser told employees she was banning Zoom meetings on Fridays to address Zoom fatigue. Investment bank Jeffries even offered its junior staff the Primo Peloton bike as a thank you for working long hours. So again, you know, feel free to give your thoughts by contacting us at 40 if you think that this is worth the money, right? Like imagine if you had to work 100 hours per week, but you got paid 100000 plus, more like $200,000, right? And that's the thing that you got to really understand. Like how much is your time worth? Like what are you willing to do for what money, right? Because you know the saying where everyone says like, Oh, you know, that person has a price. That person has a price that they're willing to do basically anything for that amount of money, right? So sometimes you might want to ask yourself, okay, what is my price to do whatever it is, right? So if, you know, the requirement is to work 100 hours a week, let's just say that, right? Let's say the requirement was to work 100 hours a week. Do you think that getting paid $100,000 per year plus a massive bonus because all these bankers have a massive bonus potential that could even be the exact amount of their pay, so potentially $200,000 of a bonus, well, like, you know, combined, right? So like $200,000 you're making per year. Would that be worth 100 hours, right? And so that's something to really think about because a lot of people don't actually really think about, okay, how much money do I get paid per hour based off my income? And are these things worth my time? Because sometimes if someone has like a really like massive company, right? On a, let's just say like uh, Apple, right? So let's say like the CEO, I don't know, let's say Amazon, let's say Amazon, right? So with Jeff Bezos, right? So Jeff Bezos, when he was the CEO and all that kind of stuff, is it worth his time? to be doing any little things regardless of how much money he makes, right? No, not really. Like, you know, it's not worth his time to really spend time in a warehouse, right? Overseeing things in a warehouse. It's not really worth his time to like go check out, okay, what are our advertising looking like? Or, okay, you know, are we being social justice enough for, you know, the populace or whatever, right? His best time on investment or return on investment is okay what are the choices that this company is going to make worldwide that will turn billions of dollars potentially in our favor right like that's worth his time right and he's probably like willing to like spend endless amounts of hours doing that or it might be something that only takes like two hours per day to make that decision because he has to think about it but the return on that two hours is worth a crazy amount of money, right? So it's, it all depends on what is worth your time for how much money, right? And like this is the same thing with, you know, like uh, 
the game streamers, right? We'll just put that. You know, like let's say that you're like a Twitch streamer and you're making like a hundred grand per year after taxes and you're like a Twitch streamer, right? Is that worth your time streaming, let's say, 14, 18 hours a day, every single day to make $100,000 after taxes? Or would it be worth more your time maybe only working like six hours a day doing like YouTube videos of games, kind of like how like the YouTube creator Mr. Beast makes his videos, where it's like very evergreen, where they like last forever, like basically in like 10 years' time, he could still make a, like money from like a single video that he made 10 years ago, right? That might be more of like a route some might want to take. He's like, okay, it's like, because there's a limit as to how much time you can actually invest into something, right? Like, there's only so much scale that you can actually do. For example, like these Morgan Stanley guys, right? There's only so much time that they can physically put in every single week to make the amount of money, right? Because they're probably going to be capped at some point. That being said, you know, the growth potential for investment bankers is massive, right? But you have to start worrying about, okay, am I getting burnt out? Because if I have to work 100 hours every single week for the next 20 years, will my body actually even be able to withstand that? So it's something that people tend to not really think about. And this is why we say this every time, you need to have a very strong financial foundation because let's say that you were to go down this route of working like at Morgan Stanley, getting paid $100,000, plus let's just say like a bonus of $100,000 just to make things simple. So you're having like $200,000 and we're just saying like after taxes and everything, let's just say that you're clearing after taxes like twenty grand per year, right? Let's just say that, right? After taxes, expenses, all that kind of stuff, right? Well, if you had a very strong financial foundation, that money would be going into investments. It would be going into maybe a house. It'd be going into things that are going to make you more money. That's more evergreen. So basically, you're going to be making, you're going to make that $120,000 per year that you're clearing into money. They're going to be like little mercenaries for yourself to go and make more money on your behalf, right? So imagine if, you were able to stick like 120,000, let's just say that, like, you know, keeping it simple. Let's say you're able to put like every single cent after all of your yearly expenses and taxes and all that kind of stuff, right? You have 120,000 to invest. Let's say you were to put all of that into like an index fund, right? That, you know, brings in about like, you know, seven to 12% average per year in like growth, right? And it compounds, you know, it basically doubles every seven years, okay? So you have $120,000 that you start off with. Seven years from that, if you were to put no more money into it, it'd be two forty, And then it'll, get, it'll double again, and then it'll go double again, and then it'll go double again, right? And you could easily become a millionaire without even putting even another cent into it at that point, right? But let's say that you live like this, for 10 years, right, you don't get another raise, right, like the same amount of money that you end up spending, which never actually happens, right? So you're, let's just say that for the next 10 years, you're 
clearing 120,000 after every single thing said and done at the after the end of the year again for 10 years, right? If you were to do nothing at all, no debt, right? Nothing like that you owe people, right? If you were to do nothing and put all this money into just a savings account that does not even beat inflation, you'll be a millionaire. Okay? If you were to put that into a uh, index fund, right? You would have close to like $1.5 million. Actually, no, no, no. You have close to, probably closer to like 2 to $3 million after the end of the two years, right? So it all depends on how you go about it and doing it. And you could trade your time for money, for a large amount of money like this, and then reinvest every single thing that you make into investments that are going to make you money while you're sleeping and while you're working this job. So like while you're trading your time for money, your money could end up making you more money. And after a certain point, right, your investments are actually going to produce more than you possibly could make just because of the whole compounding interest factor of investing. And a lot of people really do not understand this. And this is why you have people in their 60s and their 70s still having to work a day job trading their time for money because they completely screwed themselves and spent every single dime on like lottery tickets, going out to the club at night, going out to eat every single weekend, just completely blowing every single extra amount of money that they have after their paycheck, right? Because here's the thing. Teachers, right, who do not make basically anything can become millionaires, right? All dependent on how they utilize their money, right? Like anyone could technically become a millionaire depending on your habits, right? So just keep that in mind. If you need help with mastering your money so that you are in a situation where you have no debt, you have money in the bank, and you're able to start putting money into investments, Go down below, check out 40 boxcom and learn the secret to mastering your money and basically follow a plan that is super simple that anyone of any income level can actually stick to because of how simple it actually is and do it. Because that's the thing. All you got to do is just do it and you will be in a better financial position, right? You have a stronger financial foundation. And we'll see you in future episodes. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.